Hi, and welcome to the Daring to Leap podcast. I'm your host, Lori Phillip. I'm so excited to dive into this week's episode with you. Happy 4th of July, everyone. To celebrate, we have a special, special guest on the podcast. Kathy Gallowitz is here. Kathy served our country for nearly 30 years as an Air Force officer before she became the CEO and founder of Vanguard Veteran. Kathy and I discuss all the many leaps she took in her life, the shifting demographics in the military to more women, and strategies she took to successfully navigate a career in a male-dominated industry. Let's dive in. Retired Lieutenant Colonel Kathy Gallowitz grew up as a Navy brat, served nearly 30 years as an Air Force officer, and is married to an Army combat veteran. She is the founder and CEO of Vanguard Veteran LLC, author of Beyond Thank You for Your Service, the Veteran Champion Handbook for Civilians, and has a master's degree in nursing and political science. As an award-winning businesswoman with firsthand experience hiring veterans, Kathy coaches employers to excel with veteran hiring in ways that boosts company productivity and reduces turnover. Welcome to the podcast, Kathy. Hey, thank you so much, Lori, for having me. Good to be here. Yeah, it's it's so exciting to have you here. And I know we've been talking about doing this for a couple of months, so I'm glad we finally made it official. Where I want to start out with you is to talk a little bit about your career journey. And I know that based on your background, you have been a lot of places over the years. Give us a summary of your career, and then maybe we can talk about a specific area that that you left. I think I've had a few leaps, and I'll describe them quickly. My first service career was Air Force nursing. My parents paid for college. I joined the Air Force because I wanted to serve the leadership opportunities, the education, physical fitness, and the wonderfully diverse values-based people who also joined the armed forces. Love working alongside them. So I was a, a nurse for about half of my career, but really about a third of my military career, and then I jumped off into public affairs. The, the career leaps that I made that were quite memorable were, one, going from nursing to being a director of operations for Northwestern Mutual, two, being a part-time nurse in a military unit and becoming a full-time administrative protocol, orderly room, sexual assault response coordinator, and community relations manager in a flying wing sitting right next door to the commander when I really knew nothing about flying. I knew I knew about nursing and I knew probably just a little bit more about the military because I came from being a, a full-time active duty nurse. And then The other one was when my first husband and I, who had neither of us have any business experience, I had never had any private insurance. We opened up a healthcare practice. Wow. (laughs) So you have Um, a history of making big shifts 
in your career. Yes. And although that is something that I talk to a lot of people about on this podcast, for you, what do you think was the driver in allowing yourself to explore in that kind of way, to branch out of nursing, to jump into business, to do some of these things that most people wouldn't think to go do? Well, I think fundamentally for me, because I grew up as a child of an active duty Navy officer, moving around the world, moving every three to four years. Before the age of 35, I'd lived in at least 20 different communities. So exploring new cultures, new opportunities, being uncomfortable is something that I had to learn to be comfortable with because of all the moving I did. And then I also think of two other key driving forces. One was I'm highly curious. Again, I attribute that to living overseas about eight years, the, mm -hmm. the moving and the different industries I worked in. And number two, having had some measures of success, I had confidence that I would find the answers. Okay. So being comfortable, being uncomfortable, being curious and being confident, I think, set the stage for my willingness to make leaps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think those three, those three things that you mentioned are so important. And the experience of trying things, whether it's because you had to as a kid growing up, but once you try something over and over and over again, you start to realize that you can do it. Exactly. And that doesn't come through if you only try something once or what. It, it takes some time to build up that, that muscle of being comfortable in the unknown. Exactly. And having some risk tolerance. Now, I'll tell you, my financial risk tolerance is very low. <laughs> but my my risk tolerance in other areas of life is is pretty high now i try to make informed choices mm -hmm. um and and be deliberate and purposeful but being willing to take risks is a tremendous learning and growth opportunity i'm a john maxwell trained speaker trainer coach and john maxwell one of the key lessons that i think applies to this discussion is that there's always an answer. We may think that when we're taking leaps or, or embarking on great change or, 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 or potentially risky opportunities, you think, wow, might be able to find all the answers. And the answer is, if you work hard enough, you'll find the answer. Now, you may not like the answer you, you get, okay? Mm -hmm. but ultimately what that means to me is that if, if you feel stumped, if you feel inadequate, if, if you're just lost, if you keep searching for that answer, you will find it. And that gives you a lot of hope if you're trying something new. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my experience aligns with that. It, it's almost like if you allow yourself to focus on something, shine your light on it, you're thinking on it, you're put your energy into it, it's amazing how it will grow and 
those answers will unfold in their time. Beautiful. But it's not just, it's not overnight. It's not like, I no. want to know this and tomorrow it pops up. It's, it's almost like an act of faith that yes. you're going to get the answer and you just don't know it all in this moment. Well, and, and, and not giving up because taking those leaps is challenging, can be very lonely, can be very frustrating. And so if you, if you just make the commitment to persevering and along the way, making it a huge priority to take care of yourself, then it, 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 it works. It works, but not easy, not easy. <laughs> so what I was thinking about as you were talking is this, well, why would I want to put myself into that type of situation, right? And I think the only reason why you would is if it's something you're passionate about, you really want to do it. Whatever it is about that thing is lights you up and it's going to make a difference. Exactly. It's a dream. It's a passion. That is worth going through what you're talking about, Kathy. Well, and the other passion that I didn't really mention was that I really believe it's my life's calling to equip civilians to become veteran champions. That is what Vanguard Veteran is all about. Mm -hmm. And it, it it's a fire in my belly. It's something that <clears throat> even the smallest of steps brings me joy. Um, it's And it's not about the money. Yes, I need to make money, but it, it fuels me. And so knowing what fuels you is really, really important because to persevere through the growth. And I, I got to say, we, one of our last conversations, you said to me, if you don't mind me repeating it, you said, as a, as a new business owner taking this leap, it's like all your stuff comes up. Yes. All your strengths, your weaknesses, your yes. emotional baggage, your fears. We've all got all that stuff. But when you're a business owner and you're taking a leap, it's like, boom, right in front of your face. Boom. I got I to gotta work through this fear, I have to now work through this challenge. But I tell you what, if you have the tenacity to do that, wow, what reward mm -hmm. you know, to, to, fi to find what lights you up, to find what gives you that fire in your belly and to be able to work towards it. You got to put money into it. You got to get your right coach aligned with you and help you figure out where you're stuck. Wow, is that fun? That is really exciting, but it takes courage and commitment and and tenacity. Yeah, it, it all of those things, and it's so true. And it's okay you brought that up because I've been reflecting on that. We we talked about that before, and so there there's two pieces here. There's you do it because you want to do it. You would love to do it. It lights you up. And then if that's true. You also do it because getting there is going to be so, you're going to have so much growth come out of it. And that's going to be hard. But yes. what's going to push you to actually get through that growth is going to be that, that passion. Because if you don't care, if you're not passionate about it, you will give up. And I'm not saying that in a negative way, but you don't have a good enough reason to push through 
your personal Mm -hmm. stuff. Well, and if you don't do it, you've let yourself down. That's another piece of this. What are you, what are you losing by not exploring that? Now, every step of the way, I think it's really important to look at the price you're paying, the trade-offs, and adjust accordingly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the hardest. That's the hardest bit for me. There's a, there's a lot of hard bits, but once I get once I conquer the the first hard bit and go on to the next one, I think, oh man, now I have to learn this. And yeah, it, 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 it's it's hard, but when you do learn it and you do get it behind you, it's really really empowering and and brings brings me a lot of joy. Yes, yes, all of that. I totally agree. So I want to pivot here a little bit, Kathy, because I really think that you have some experience that would be a lot of value to the to our listeners in the military, heavily male-dominated industry. Now, you were able to navigate that environment. I'd love to pick your brain about what that looked like for you, and then we'll get into maybe some strategies or tips we can talk about so in the military about 85 percent are men but interestingly now about 20 percent of all the new recruits are women i heard recently that nine percent of all military spouses are male so it's it's moving in the in the right direction when i used to educate civilians about how to become veteran champions I would talk about how military service is sort of the last professional bastion for women when law school, medical school has 50% or more women, Mm -hmm. when at the academies, uh, about now at least 30%, at least the Air Force Academy, as I understand it, is female, there's still only 15 to 20% women serving in in the military overall. So we have a long way to go. And I I like to say, how often do you turn to your daughter and say, when you grow up, I'd like, I think you ought to be in the military, right? <laughs> right. That's just, that's just not something we do. And so mm-hmm. the good news is this era of podcasts and, and I have a, a colleague, Amanda Huffman, who has a podcast of showcasing stories about women who serve in the military. And she's got the girl guide to serving in the military and other books. And so there's more and more awareness and certainly more and more jobs. And it's just an exciting time to be in America for females, right? Mm-hmm. And so do you want me to go into some of the the ways that some of the strategies I use to help? Yes, that would be great. I completely agree with what you're talking about. We're moving, like the military is one area, but in other industries as well, it's moving in the right direction. It, it can be slow, but it's there's a shift going. So I'd love to hear, yeah, what what really helped you succeed and manage being in an environment of 85% men? Well, what was really most important to me and I think helped me a lot was just focusing on my job performance. Mm-hmm. I, I, it, was, it was really important for me to excel, to be known, to have a reputation for being dependent dependable, for having integrity, for following through, for being responsible to, to build things and to, 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 be, to be innovative. And so I just tried to be the very best that Kathy could be 
as a worker, as a person. And, and so that was really the most important part. And then the other piece was you have to learn to find your voice. Now, it doesn't matter who is in your work group. It's important that you find your voice. But I found with the guys, especially kind of in aviation culture where there tends to be a lot of humor, maybe sarcasm, people who are quite confident, okay, if, if you don't speak up, lean in and get a seat at the table at the front, on the front row, right, you can really, you can really be lost. And so just getting over that uh, uncertainty, maybe fear of, I do have something to contribute here and maybe a different perspective to offer and teaching yourself to speak up, be it going to a public speaking course, not that you have to give speeches. But if, if you feel awkward speaking extemporaneously or just spontaneously is a better word, mm -hmm. you need to work through that and figure that out. Okay. You need to be able to share your voice and not be intimidated. Okay. And, and have a sense of humor. Relationships between men and women can get very messy very quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of have a have an understanding of the okay is this is this guy teasing me or is he flirting with me or are we just having some fun those distinctions are hard to make but if you're at least aware of giving the guy the benefit of the doubt okay meeting them halfway not expecting them to be perfect in this arena because it it's messy and then having the words again to enforce boundaries. If things are going that in a way that you're not comfortable with or that just oversteps, again, having the words just to say, I'm not comfortable with this. This is how, what I'm perceiving or how it makes me feel. And, and, and thankfully we were trained in the military about what some of those words could be because they understood that it might be challenging. That was my, my experience in the Air Force. My husband's experience as a career active duty soldier, they had something called gender relationships that they had to go through like every six months. And that wasn't our frequency. It was a diversity and inclusion kind of training annually. So it, was, it wasn't all about gender relationships, but, and just trying, trying to be a, a team player and, an appropriate team player and be able to stand up for what you think is right and, and do it with grace and dignity. Yeah. I think I, I, there is something there. And I was thinking about when you were talking about finding your voice and feeling, starting to feel comfortable putting it out there. And I like the idea of finding a way to do that in small pieces in like a playing ground type of environment for you. And for some people that might not be in the office, that might be right. um, home, coach, sure. yeah. um, role-playing and maybe community service, maybe, but there is a lot of different ways to consider tackling that. Let me, let me offer this as a tidbit. And that is, 
I think volunteering is the leader's learning laboratory. I volunteered practically every place I moved because I wanted to make new friends Mm -hmm. because I like to serve. And so more often than not, I would be presented with leadership opportunities on a volunteer basis. And I said, yes, I would love to. And so that was, again, my learning laboratory just through volunteering, learning how to communicate and organize and coordinate. And so I had a lot of those skills really before I joined the military. And so as we think about ways to do this, because it's like, okay, if you're in this environment and we're talking about extremes kind of because most industries aren't so heavily weighed this way. And you talked about a bunch of other industries that are now 50-50. And so if a person is not feeling comfortable, the one tip would be to start figuring out ways to practice that, whether it's volunteering. There's the action of doing it in an environment, but there's also, if you're really not comfortable to even start to do that, you can start journaling and writing out your thoughts, that is an excellent low risk first step. Great idea. And so that that one, then you practice it and then you put it out there. And then I love this idea of giving men the benefit of the doubt and meeting them halfway. And when we make assumptions about other people, most of the time they're not true. And so I've found so much benefit in just assuming the best in people. And then they show me that. Very nice. Well put. Uh, I think we're going to start to wrap this up, Kathy. Do you have any final closing thoughts on this topic that you'd like to leave our listeners before we close out? Well, I encourage any women listening to think about joining the military yourself or encouraging your, encouraging your daughter to do that and helping bring her up in such a way that she does volunteer and does have a voice and is able to establish and enforce boundaries and has a, just a, a, a curiosity and a desire to serve her country. I think all those things are very good. And for other people listening, I hope you are considering strongly the value of veteran talent and building a veteran talent attraction strategy because military service strengthens so many things that civilian workforces find highly valuable that will boost productivity and veterans show up on time and and have less turnover. So when we're in the military service, we learn to be adaptable, flexible, have a voice, we're tech savvy, we're team, team players and natural leaders. And so if, if you don't have a veteran talent attacks and strategy, I encourage you to get one. I hope you'll reach out to me at vanguardveteran.com. My book is available on Amazon, Beyond Thank You for Your Service, The Veteran Champion Handbook for Civilians. There's a chapter in there specifically devoted to veteran hiring. But if you happen to be a lawyer, a healthcare provider, a community leader, maybe even a mayor or an educator or clergy, you'll get a lot of practical tips about how you can do more 
through trusting relationships and building mutually beneficial activities and services that will improve the quality of life of our service member and yours while strengthening our workforce and community. No action's too small. Everybody can do something. So I invite each and every one of you to join the veteran champion movement and be a part of the win. Thank you so much, Kathy. Thank you for your time and your insights. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Lori. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you've enjoyed it, I would love for you to subscribe. If you're already a subscriber, don't forget to share the podcast with a friend. Hope you all have an amazing week. Until next time. Bye.